told you to give up but I'm glad you hugged me for the first time in a while <laughs> and you realized it quickly Norman I'm impressed yes I'll control all of you until the very end because you're different than most of the other children your special food that only a special one is able to eat the highest quality of children I've ever raised So then... That's why I have to protect you all, no matter the cost. I was forced to do this because it was clear you weren't going to give up. My check, one, two, one, two. My sweet waifu. Is that you? Mic check, mic check, waifu, waifu, hey, tell, is that you? What's going on, Mr. Born Fly? How you feeling, brother? What's up, there, boy? Oh, man, hey, yo, uh, this is about to be wild. Never promised anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome to Mic Check, waifu, waifu, episode 23. This is LeBron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, episode 23, LeBron of uh, Mic Check, waifu, waifu. I'm Polo, that's Tell, and we got a great show for you today. But first, we got to thank our sponsor. Shout out to Lou Complex. Go to lucomplex.com and use the and use the offer code waifu on your cart to save on some dope, dope anime gear. They're super, extremely awesome. We also want to thank our Patreon producers, Monique Williams, Connor, and Chris Goodywin. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. We appreciate you oh so very much. Oh so very, 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 very much. Check out the show notes because there's a link tree link for uh, all things my check waifu waifu, including the store, the merch store. Get your Mike check waifu waifu merch that you see both of uh, me and Tell wearing. If you're watching the uh, video version, we got the dad hats. Tell got unique on. Oh, this shirt looks so good. It looks so good. Guys, check out the video version of the podcast on our Patreon or later on YouTube um, for all you uh, you free feeds people out there. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast either way you do. We appreciate you. So, so before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, Tell, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart and the listeners as well, because the listeners said this multiple times. But for forcing me to watch Promise Neverland. Yes, man. This. Okay. So today's show, today's episode is going to be us reviewing the Promise Neverland. Um, our My Hero talk and some other anime here and there, some new season anime here and there. But uh, we definitely going to spoil the Promise Neverland. So if you haven't watched it, go watch the Promise Neverland. It comes on Adult Swim, apparently. I just found out. But uh, I watched all the subs on Ver. Uh, it's on Funimation as well. It's everywhere you can get you can, you watch your anime. Um, it's fantastic. So if you haven't watched it, we will spoil all of it. We're going to give our full review with our rating system. And I think we should do this with a couple of more anime uh, later on down the road. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, first. Let's uh, let's just talk overall. What did you think of prom the, the promise Neverland overall Montel? So. This first season? Now, I'm going to tell you, I remember when the first episode aired. I watched the first episode the day of. Mm. And um, I stopped watching after that. Makes sense. Because I was like, oh, hell no. I'm I'm reading the manga. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, nope. I, I and I know I know I say this every time. There's no way I could not read the manga for this one. Right, because you you and, just couldn't wait. And I'm so happy that I actually sat down and watched the anime though. Yeah. It's such a different experience. And it almost feels uh how do you say the beginning feels more like heartbreaking mm-hmm. and the ending feels more warming, mm-hmm. but there's more to come. <sighs> Let's just talk about it, bro. Let's just. Okay. So my overall thoughts, I literally binged it in two days. Um, I did the whole thing subbed. Uh, I didn't realize that the dub was actually out there. I wish I would have watched the dub because as you heard at the beginning of the show, the dubbed, is impactful. I think it, it would have been it would have been probably a lot more impactful, even more Im- impactful for me listening to those English voice actors because they 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 sound incredible. Like it fits the sub extremely well. So I'm I'm kind of sorry I didn't do that. But man, oh man, oh man, my overall thoughts of the show is uh, I think somebody said it in our Facebook group. Um, no, it was on the Twitter. One of the uh, recommendations, or no. It was the only one. Uh, you only have one. I mean, where they recommend yeah. shows like one show to watch uh, if you don't watch anime. And this yep. was one of them. He said, watch episode one and be prepared to fall down a rabbit hole. And that's exactly what happened. Like I watched episode <laughs> one and I clicked the next button so fast, fast forward, so fast past the intro just to get just to see what happens next. Now, so- my big concern, though, is. When season two come out, I don't think I want to watch it until it's done because their, their cliffhanger ability is way too strong, stronger than Demon Slayer, stronger than any other anime I've watched in the last like four years. I highly agree with that. Because, <laughs> um, and that's why I didn't want to. Like. Um, watch the anime anymore. As soon as I watched that first episode, I was like, yeah, it's nope. It's too good. Yeah. It's too good. I'm not going to sit here and you expect me to. When did this air? It aired probably around my birthday in April. Uh, Yeah, it was it was part of the winter season. of last And I was like. Bet I don't have nothing else to watch. Everything else just ended basically around this time. Yep. So let me start, Uh, you know, the promised Neverland. I had a friend who was already reading the manga. He said he had never seen the anime and probably was never going to watch the anime. And I was like, that's weird, but you know, cool. I'll check it out. So I checked out the anime and I was like, my face stopped. <laughs> I, I got, I got the stone face. I was, that first episode is a doozy. All of those people who watched it, you know what happens. You know that these orphan children are basically in this world full of demons <sighs> and their food. Yes, man. They're literally being raised in this orphanage as as food on a farm, getting raised by this one caretaker. Just and like according to them, they're living the good life and they're just gonna be adopted. That's but they they were living a good life. Yeah, they were living a great life. But like and they're and they're all just being adopted and nobody knew except for one person, obviously. Um which which was that reveal was insane. Like, I love that. We'll talk about that a little later. But like. I, I can't. There's so much in my mind right now going like going on in my mind with this anime. So I don't even know how to put it into words. Let's get into spoiler, spoiler territory. Let's do right? it. Spoilers. Full spoilers ahead for the promise. Neverland. Pause it or fast so, forward through the show. <laughs> um, I'm just going to talk about a detail. OK. That um, and this is the detail they, they, they explained in the manga that wasn't explained in the anime, or at least I don't remember it being explained, but the flowers that they put in the people when they kill them, mm-hmm. uh, it preserves their bodies. I know you saw it, mm. like a, a basic little bud yeah. when they stuck it in and then it would turn into like this red rose when they yeah. actually put it in the body. Yep. Uh, it's something that these demons have, I guess, practiced and perfected that it goes in the heart and it preserves the body without it decaying. And I'm like, the, the imagery they have for how they set these like layouts up is amazing. 100%. Like uh, when they, when we first see the first girl who dies, 
when we see her the first time uh, on that um, that bus, Connie. When we see Connie on that, uh, that Connie. truck with everybody else all contained up and stuff like that, to us, it's like, yo, that's horrifying. And then you see her on there with literally a mound of other people. Right. Then we see that they're in these like tanks of water with the roses in their hearts and stuff like that. And it's like, <sighs> you don't know what's going on. Nope. It, it, it starts off with a great premise that there's no way to understand what's going on. Exactly. You literally would like, you have to understand, okay, it's the promise never land. You would assume that with this name, something's going on. You would assume that, okay, they're raising these orphans, you know, right. They get adopted. They go off and have their own families, but, uh, you don't think it happens like that, you know? Right. Right. Like the mom seems a little, seems a little too sincere. Um, Everything, everyone's too happy for it to be that way. But that that's how, it, there can't be a utopia like this without like some kind of craziness. Mm-hmm. And you, we see Connie get taken away and it, it's all revealed, you know, at that point. And that reveal in that first episode to me was just as fire as Aaron's mom getting eaten in Attack on Titan. I mean, if not more so, man. If not more so, because Attack on Titan, it was shit was happening, right? And it was going on, it was going down, and it was it was clear that a lot of people were dying, were going to yeah. die, right? But the Promised Neverland, you had no fucking idea. Yeah. Now I'm gonna yeah. mind you, I knew nothing of this show coming into it at all. I knew zilch, zero, nada. Okay. When I watched it, yeah, when I get yeah, it, which is the way to watch it, by the way, when I watched it and I saw like I thought what I thought the promised Neverland was, was I thought they were getting adopted, but they but what it was, was they were just getting adopted to become like workers in like some terrible place. You know what I'm saying? And I thought they were all going to eventually be adopted to be these slaves for this factory or something like that. That would have been better. Yeah, way better. Because <laughs> it, it had this like 1930s feel to it. So I'm thinking like, okay, they're going to go work in the coal mines or something like that. And then they're going to try to escape from there. Uh, and the enemies is going to be the adults and, and it's, it's going to be rough. And they got to try to outsmart them. I mean, essentially it is. They got to outsmart the adults, but it's way more to it than that. And hey, the world, man. Jesus, the world is so crazy. They did an absolutely terrible job of world building on purpose, bro. <laughs> on so purpose. If if you allow me to give you a little bit more details, I won't tell Please you do. too much because, like I said, the manga gives way more detail, but it still leaves you out of the loop in so much. I think. See, so, I, I think the and with that, I think the anime is better. Like not knowing anything, not knowing as much as I like as you know. Well. Well, one of these details is kind of like it would be okay to leave in the story, right? Okay. So, um, and I mean, the only reason they would bring this up is because it has to come back into the main storyline at some point. Mm-hmm. But in the in the manga, they keep talking about Mister Minerva. Um, yeah. Okay. He's he's the one who did the Morse code in the books. Okay. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they talked about, about it in the show. Yeah. They yeah. talked about it. But in the manga, it was like every other chapter, they were trying to decipher Mr. Minerva's message and mm. they figured out what he said in the, the Morse code and they actually called out and tried to contact him and mm. that kind of stuff going wow. into mom's room. In the anime, they didn't touch that at all. They wow. didn't even touch it, which, which is okay yeah. because it didn't eliminate the pacing of it. The pacing was still perfect. Everything else, like with that part cut out was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing, nothing missed, but they didn't include the Minerva part. And it makes me wonder because I know Minerva from the storyline has to play some kind of part, but it's like, how are they going to do it? Are they going to give us a callback as to like what happened? But this, the show, even, even in the, in the manga where like, like you talked about, they did a horrible job at world building. Mm-hmm. That was one of those world building keys mm-hmm. that was like, okay, does right. this even help us at some point in the future? Right. Like, 
do you even know? Do you, do we, they didn't even tell you what the pen was used for? Nope. In the anime, and the, the pen has a very important use that they found out in the house. In the and house, in the, like, in the manga. In in the manga, they tell you what the pen is used for, mm. and it's it's very important for them. But see, now do you think? Oh, I mean, you probably may know this, so don't really answer if it's spoilers. But do you think? Maybe the pen is part of the plan for the uh, four-year-olds and under? The pen is more or less their plan on the outside of the walls. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. But, like, they don't tell you that at all. But they did make a point for a sister. What's her name? Krona? Yeah, Krona. She had the pen in her hand, and like you could see that she was using this pen as some kind of like bargaining tool. Yeah, but they did not show any details as to what the pen was actually used for. Where she knows the she knows what the pen is for, and the and the the three knew what the pen was for. Okay, so that's again that's what makes it so perfect because there's still more. Like literally there's next so year, more. we're getting more of the Promised Neverland. It is confirmed for season two. Thank God. Um, right. So uh, I don't. I don't want you to go into any more manga spoilers not, or anything that, any, spoiler. that may give anything away. Because watching this show and knowing nothing, I think they're. I mean, from even what you this little bit you just told me, I think they're doing better, a, a better job of enthralling me in the anime than what it sounds like the manga would do. Because the manga is giving me hella detail, and going into this knowing nothing was the best experience I've ever I've ever had. This is yeah. almost cracking my top five. If Astro Lost in Space didn't come out this year, this would be number five. But this is clearly number six. <laughs> and I can I can happily say that. This this anime is fantastic. Well, we're going to get this to the year, rating. <laughs> this year is working some magic on Polo. It is. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. So let's... I don't, I don't want to break down any episodes or anything like that. I just want to... I just want to talk. Let's talk about some characters then. Yeah, let's talk about some characters. So Ray and Norman, the, top of the okay. top of the line characters. Ray and Norman, top of the line characters. Easy. But as we know, uh, your boy Norman. <laughs> yeah. Your boy Norman, uh, ain't gonna be here. So uh Damn. Ray. You don't like Emma? Emma's okay. Emma's okay. It's she got progressively better as the so, show go on. I think I think another really good detail, attention detail they did is that they made sure to differentiate how intelligent um Norman Ray and Emma were. Oh my gosh. Norman yeah. and Ray are could the most too intelligent. Yeah. Norman could outsmart anybody. 100%. Ray always had a contingency plan. Mm-hmm. Emma was the one who could switch up your entire plan and still make it work. And yeah. she was the most athletic, right? Yeah. So you had these three overwhelmingly intelligent, you know, kids who could essentially together solve any problem. Right. They were having their problems with solving things. And Emma was the one holding the group together. She was the glue. She was the driving force behind all of them because they probably would have gave up otherwise. But I, I, do, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, Probably not Ray for the most part, but Ray was literally giving up. That was his his plan in the end was to die. Right. Uh, I think let's let's in the, in the middle of it, in the middle of the series, Emma was was the weight that was kind of bringing Norman and Ray down because they're like, listen, we could do this, we could do this now. Like Norman wouldn't have died if they would have escaped sooner. They would if they would have tried to escape sooner because they didn't try to save everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they didn't try to save everyone, then Norman would have never died because they probably would have escaped a lot sooner because they would have came up with that plan a lot quicker, which, I mean, would have been a whole different show. Yeah. So it would have been a whole different show with only three people who survived yeah. and the rest of the house is chalked. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the house is chalked. Well, no, now, well, well Don and, and, and Gilda would have been there. They would have been there. Because, I mean, there was no way they could have done it without them, too. 
I mean, now, to, to be honest, there's no way they could have done it without everybody. Now, I'm just going to say one of my favorite characters is the sleeper, Phil. Phil. Uh, that little dude. I was like, yo. Phil. He's four years old. Phil was he out here. He's out here doing the business, though. Yeah. Like, they it's were like. like <laughs> first of all, they did a great job at making him look like the spy. Yeah, 100%. Because he was paying attention to all the details, but it also just shows how like smart some of these individual characters are. Yeah. And how essentially when they left all the kids behind, they left them in Phil's care yep. because Phil is the most intelligent of the four year olds. He's the Norman of the four year old. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, bro. Phil is one of my favorite characters. Um, I relate with them, Emma, but I also think like Norman had the, Norman is the goat, dude. Yeah, he's the goat. He's clearly <laughs> he's the, the goat. goat. <sighs> now, um, antagonist, Mama, man, and that's that speech you heard at the beginning of the episode. Mama is probably one of the most sinister, unpleasant yet pleasant villains I've ever experienced ever. And she's, she's a waifu. Cold. She's a waifu. She's cold. Yeah, straight up. Like, she's so cold-hearted. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> now, Mama Isabella, she she was... I mean, she took extremely good care of the kids. Like, she was so caring and, and kind-hearted on the in, outside. But on the inside, she was, uh, she was scarred. She was daunted. What do you think about that little... Uh, I mean, almost an entire filler episode flashback in the last episode of the show. I loved it. Yeah. Um, Cause we didn't have that context in the, um, in the show at all in the manga either. And so she tried even, to escape. Yeah, they did. She, she thought about it, tried to lost the will. And I yep. think the reason she lost the will to do so is because she didn't have the, that like group. She didn't have that, those people to help her do it. Right. Yep. So she saw my the favorite, was like, Nope. My favorite detail was finding out that Ray is her son. Yes, dude. I was like, wow. Huh? Wow. Huh? Why did you give birth to me, mom? <laughs> <laughs> so that made, that made the whole, the whole scene with, with her, and him being a spy like hit even harder because now it makes sense because he was a spy because hey that's my real mom and I know this it makes sense also because he, how smart he is yep and because he had that I, what they call that where you can remember even as an uh, infant a eidetic memory yeah eidetic memory yeah so he he she didn't never she never told him anything he just nope. figured it out because of that mm-hmm. and you know, that's got to be like hard, though. You know, you think right. about it. You grow up like that and you know what's going on. He hits mom with like, hey, yo, like, what's going on here? Yep. And she's like, what you mean? He's like, I think we're getting, you know, eaten getting by monsters and, and, and demons and shit. And she was like, oh, you saw that? <laughs> <laughs> how you how do you know? So really, Ray, um figuring that out in the first place is what made this like even conquerable or yes. happen, you know? Yes. Because and he's been plotting for six years. Yeah. Since he, he was yeah. six. And he's been, he's been living with the guilt knowing what actually happened to the people. Hence probably his whole attitude. Why his whole attitude was like that in the first place. Why he was so kind of down and, and slump. It's man. It all comes together so well. Let's um let's get to the rating. Let's just start rating this damn thing. You want to rate it already? Yeah, let's go. We're 20 minutes all in. Right. All right, all right. So, uh, pacing. Oh, fuck. It's going to be so hard not to give this anything. Okay. Pacing. If I'm looking at it from a perspective of somebody watching it weekly, I feel so sorry for you. Because it will it just has to suck. Um I'm going to just go with a nine only because of cliffhangers were, um, we're a little, we're a little strong in this one. I mean, for obvious reasons, 
for story building for, hey, come back and watch this. It works extremely well, but I mean, yeah, none. I uh, entirely agree. So we both rocking with a nine on there. Okay, okay, okay. Um, story. Oh my gosh! Can we go eleven? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to rate the story first. I, I'm gonna give it a ten. Uh, but I mean, I'm giving it. I was giving it a ten regardless for the first season because that's what made me. That first episode was made me want to read the manga. I've read the manga and I'm still giving it a ten. Uh, mm. So I'm giving it a ten. What are you gonna give it? I mean. The story we we talked about a lot of it. It's fantastic. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a. Fuck. What didn't I like about the story? <laughs> I gotta give it a ten. There's nothing I didn't like about the story. I bet. I try to That's look at it with a, with a critical eye, but it's, it's hard not to. It's definitely a ten, though. All right. Um, animation. Shit, dude. Some of this animation was insane, bro. Also, including the sound design. Yeah. Oh, no, sound, sound design is next. Sorry. So animation. When Norman figured out that he was getting delivered next and he was walking in that hallway and they did the 3D to the, with the 2D. I love the transition to 3D in this. Normally, I hate the 3D trans transitions. It was amazing. This one, they did it so well. It was because it was so slight. It was minute. Yeah, it wasn't like overdone. Yeah, it was perfect. Uh, uh, I love shit. like when the house is on fire. Mm-hmm. I love when their faces get serious and intense. How like they do the extra shading Absolutely. and the eyes lighting up, and you can see the fr- the like flex of light in the eyes. And how scary Chrono looked when she was like when she would pop up from behind a tree, yeah, or even, when she would- even the doll when the doll's head was rolling around. Uh, yeah, it, it was great. I'm going with a uh, fuck. I can't. I can't. I'm gonna go with a nine with the animation. Uh, I'm rocking with the nine as well. That okay. I guess we're on the same page here yeah, for the yeah. most part. Yeah, uh, I can't sound go, design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound design. Now it's for sound design, uh, I'm gonna go with a nine as well because, and the only reason I'm going with a nine is because I don't know. <laughs> I gotta give. I probably end up giving it a ten if I think if I think about it too hard. I loved like so I loved the my favorite part that I like to bring up for the sound design is the fact that like when the house is burning down, they took the extra emphasis to make sure it sound like meat was burning mm-hmm. and the cloth was burning. And when she screamed Norm or not Norman, uh, Ray, when she screamed Ray, like ah, it just all of that together in in like one unit when on the speech that we gave earlier, the music in the background was perfect. As we talked about before, when she was talking and it goes from this sweet, like kind voice, even though she just broke her leg to this sharp and still kind of kind, but sharp and evil voice. Yeah. Like I said, if I go into too much detail, I'm going to give it a 10, but I'm going to give it a nine because I feel like there there could have been, the music could have been a little bit better. Maybe I don't, I'm giving it a nine. See, I was leaning more towards seven. You okay. just sold me to make it a, a, a nine. <laughs> Only because of the simple fact because you, when you brought up the like in both the subs and the dubs, the 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 music with the voice change with the oh god, dude, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give it a nine too. Yeah. yeah it's, I even, it's I even because the about, voice acting dubbed and subbed is phenomenal. It's, it's yeah, you mean think about sister Krona. Going crazy, yeah. I like yo, she is tripping, like yo, but it sounds like it and, sounds legit. And when they were playing tag, and when she started running, <laughs> yeah, right, felt it, yeah, yeah, like this is a Dragon Ball Z episode or something, yeah, that's a nine. Damn, I was on the seven at first, all right, and then uh, characters, man, fuck, dude. Characters. I love, okay. There's a lot of characters in this show. A lot of them you don't see, a lot of them you don't pay attention to, like the younger kids. But our main characters are phenomenal. Mama was great. Chrono was fantastic. 
you know nothing about grandma, but grandma seems to be maniacal and evil as fuck as well. Uh, fuck. I'm gonna have to go nine. <laughs> All right. Only because I don't like Emma as much. So this is where we disagree. Because I'm giving the characters a 10. Mm. Because I I don't I don't have a single gripe with any of these characters. Like I guess if if we put if we label Emma as the weakest character, right? And she's still strong. Like, I'm not saying that she's not. Yeah. If we if we label Emma as the weakest character, she was able to to formulate a plan and even though she was being yeah. quiet for months and people, you know, making sure everyone thought that she would had given up the hope of fighting and running away and still organizing all of the children behind, you know, yeah. mama's back and stuff like that and not being an overly crybaby character. Yeah, 100%. And now, even I'm going oh, go to just stop you there. I'm going to just interrupt for just one second if you allow me to. Do your thing, brother. That was great. But that wasn't her. If you remember correctly, that was Norman. That was was all Norman plans from the jump, from the moment that she was acting depressed. It, it was a part of Norman's plan, essentially. So it was all Norman that, that planned it. She did execute it well. Don't get me wrong. But Norman was the one that 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 drew all of that up, including the depression act. Because I think he was he was the one. Yeah, because she was reading the plans off. But it was actually narrated by Norman, mm-hmm. and yeah, so it it was all him. So like she was the the best thing she she did. Okay, what makes her a good character, not a bad one, was keep them together as a family. Like her her drive for family was probably the best part about him. Everything else was just like it was okay. You know, it was just Maybe okay. That's why I like Emma so much because the I'm family part. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that gets me every time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, we go with our ratings, with yeah. our calculations. Okay. Mike check waifu waifu rates Promise Neverland at a nine point three out of ten. Oof, I like that. I like that. That's a great score. That's I, definitely uh, worthy of someone's top five. A hundred percent. I would not complain if someone told me that's in their top. Yeah, no. There's no way you can. There's no way you can. That show is phenomenal. Nine point three. That's about where I would expect it to be. It's about where I yeah. would expect it. I love it. Man. Well. <laughs> now for season two, uh I can't, I can't. wait. <laughs> Me either, bro. I cannot wait. I can't believe we we're even getting a season two because I was okay with it just being done with the way it was done. Like <laughs> even though I don't know what's gonna happen to those kids or if they're ever gonna even come back to that uh plant. I still feel good about it, but let's give our, uh, skip our, well, fuck, you can't because you know, you read the manga. What, what do you, no, you give your predictions. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to uh, say, I f- I'm Because I, I can hope. still predict, I can predict things, but like I had to predict things I don't already know. I'm not going to predict. I'm going to say what I hope. Okay. I hope that the kids f- come across an abandoned house or something. Okay. I'm going to hope. That it's a time jump within the show, maybe a year from from where they were, and we see what Phil is up to. We see what the other kids are up to. We see if he's you know plotting or doing something with his brains. Um, some maybe want Norman to be alive, but I know he's not. I never saw a body. I never saw a bud. So I'm holding out hope. You know, I don't know. That's all I really got, though. I just want I just want to see the, the kids grow up. I want to see them 16, 17 become dope. I want to time. This is the only time in anime history and Polo's history of watching anime <laughs> that I want a time jump. I want the time skip because all time skips are terrible. All time skips are terrible. I think the best. Nope. The, no, the best time skip was from Kid Gohan to Team Gohan. I think that's it. I think that's it, bro. I think you're exactly right. Because fairy tale time skip is what ruined that show for me. Um, All right. I won't give any spoilers. Um, But I hope 
that they are able to essentially make it out of like a ridiculously tough situation yeah, and kind of essentially make it to where they want to go because they don't know what the world is like outside of the walls. Right. We don't either. Uh, but I hope that they make it somewhere that is safe and hopefully find people. Yeah. You know, other people living normal lives. Jesus. Just a normal life. I will be okay with watching a slice of life. Just normal life. But they <laughs> find normal people and they got to go to high school and they got to go from demons getting eaten to Emma in high school. Yes, bro. Yes. I can't take this too much stress on my heart. <laughs> Wait till season two. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. So let's too much stress on my heart. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some other anime. I want to um, briefly say Orosugi has the waifus, um, has the best waifus. Uh, I love it. Val X Love also has waifus, not the best waifus, but some some great waifus and some etchy that I love oh so much, oh so very much. And um, <laughs> but the main the main thing I think we should talk about right now is Fire Force, bro, and. Oh boy, Fire Force just aired probably one of his best episodes yet. Would you agree with that? It was definitely one of Fire Force's best episodes. I think that it did not live up to the hype. What? That was produced around it, though. I still feel like Demon Slayer had the best episode of the year. <sighs> See, I, I still feel like it. Now, like I said, it was a great episode. Show popped up. Whew. He did his thing. Show. I think that was I think that was fire. But I don't I don't think it was the best episode of 2019. No, I'm uh, okay. 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 That, that's what you told me. You told me it was I, the best episode. You said oh, I said it may have been. It might be the episode, may best episode of 2019. Now I, I only, think the reason I, why I said that is because I felt like it was much more. In, I'm not gonna say that. The, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that again. Something that Fire Force does better than Demon Slayer is pacing. Mm-hmm. Like whatever we rated Demon Slayer's pacing, Fire Force is above that. I'm gonna tell you that now. So uh, we rated Demon Slayer's pacing at a seven point five. Yes, that's that's about right. Okay, this is eight eight point five material right here because like the growth. The introduction of the white clad and the way the white class slowly, slowly just gets thrown in there until the point where it gets to this episode and we meet Sho. I think to myself, how the fuck is Shinra going to beat Sho with the way he moves? Right. Like, it's insane. It's insane. He's his little brother. The way he moves is godly. The animation was Demon Slayer tier animation in that episode. Coming off his back was uh, that, the, the like steam. Every time he moved, he, there was steam on his back. Like he literally travels through yep. heat or something. Yep. The 3D feathers that was falling around every time, like before he, before and after he would move, and also the motherfucking sound design, dude. There is nothing topping Fire Force's sound design. When show moved, it, it's insane, bro. It's insane. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, from with everything that built up in Fire Force to. This episode, this episode topped that that episode for me, that Rui episode where he did the slash. The, the best part about that episode was that animation, was the way it looked. That's about it. Ufotable destroyed it with that animation. I mean, that's better than their like their fate animation. All of it. that was their that was their top animation yeah. right there. They, and that's it. The only time, the only time they did better animation is in that Heaven Feel movie to me. Right. Um, right. But I'm, I'm gonna say. So like, no, Apollo, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, talk, buddy. Oh, oh god! Right, but look, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god. Sorry, <laughs> podcast listeners. It's the funniest shit just happened. If you're a Patreon subscriber, 
Look at the video version. <laughs> Look at the video version of the podcast. Tell just got scared by his son, and that shit was hilarious. <laughs> That's worth the three dollars right there. <laughs> oh god, that was good. All right, the shit out of me, dude. I heard footsteps, and I was like, "Do I have to fight somebody?" Oh my god. Oh man. All right. Cool. Okay, okay. So back to Fire Force. All right. It's so gonna be a, it's this- gonna be a cut, by the way. Okay, I appreciate you. All right. So for this episode, the the main draw for me was the um. Essentially, I'm going to say it was with uh, them finally getting, what's the, uh, the skull head dude? Uh, um, Vulcan. Yeah, when they finally were able to get Vulcan. The engineer, um, yeah. To kind of like ask help and stuff like that. And I mean, the fighting and stuff was cool. But to me, in my personal opinion, all the, every time they do any kind of clashing, that's dope. It's but other than that, I would say the absolute highest point in this episode was when we saw show uh, meet up with Joker rather than yes. um, him, him meet up with Shinra because we, I thought Joker is with the evangelist the whole time. I thought they were together. I thought Joker Same. evangelist, they're all one. Nope. Joker is like, Hey, uh, I need you to not come take your brother and shows like, who are you? And try to slide up on him. And Joker's like, hold up, my dude, calm down. Right. Cuts his sword with a, Card, yeah, nah. So that did you did you forget everything that happens before that though? Like when Shinra finally gets loose after uh, my waifu saves him from being captured, and he goes no, I, to the to the um, scrapyard and he's beating the uh, the plague mask dude's ass. I forget his name. <laughs> the captain of yeah, like the fourth or fifth or something like that. Uh, the third. No, I, I I remember all of that. It was wonderful. I still think the I think it was more the interaction with show and Joker was more of a surprise. Yeah, it it, it it threw me off. It was like, oh, I thought these guys are working as a unit. Yeah. Or he was like hired by this group to do something. Yeah. And it almost makes me think that. The evangelist have a perception that is right, as well as Joker has a perception that is right. Mm-hmm. Who is who is trying to get the right answer though you know right so like i thought joker was against the entire fire soldier idea Same. but the way it's looking right now is that he might not and that he's actually trying to expose something and they need to figure it out and that that to me itself was like a great like jaw-dropping moment yeah. that i think should be more appreciated than some of the other things that was my favorite part of the show. It's all so intriguing, bro. Like that's again, again, it goes back to their pace and their pacing is phenomenal, man. Like, cause again, we, to be honest, you kind of forget that Joker was a bad guy. So you kind of lumped him and the evangelist all together. Like when you, and when we did that, we didn't think like, but wait, he showed nothing, no signs that, uh, of this no signs of having the same morals as the evangelist like even throughout mm-hmm. the entire show like he didn't even show that once but we automatically exactly. lumped him in that with the way they paced it bad. exactly he's our first bad guy right and the way he did it with his uh with his like with his uh, like what is it gunpowder or something like that yeah it just makes just blow up because that was like kind of a part of that uh inferno um where the girls like i think it was her father turned inferno and that's where we like first was introduced to him. Like all of that, like it's so great, man. Fire Force's storytelling, I think, is better than than Demon Slayers. I'm I'm gonna say it. It it, it is. It just is. It's a lot slower. The action or the animation isn't as good, but the animation is fire, literally and figuratively. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the sound design and yes, yeah, it's, it's all about that pacing. And the dubs are great. <laughs> that's also a part of sound design I guess but yeah I can't wait to this series wrap up and we get to uh, we get to rate it I think God of is going to be higher than Demon Slayer what do you think I think that it's about on par Demon Slayer right now with on par it has it has it has everything in my opinion that Demon Slayer has 
only thing I would say is definitely better than Demon Slayer is, is the sound design for sure. Yeah. 100% sound design is you better than Demon You Slayer. don't think the pacing is too? I think the pacing for me as of right now, like I had maybe one episode of Fire Force. I was like, okay, that was cool. But really? I did have, I did have more episodes of Fire, uh, not Fire Force, Demon Slayer. I was like, okay, I could, I could get by without watching these two, three episodes. Right. But, but I feel like once it got into like the heat of things, like the the pun intended, the ep- yeah, like the <laughs> apex of the series or that se- that season, I don't think anything topped those three episodes where, or not even three. It's probably like four or five episodes where they were just going hard. Yeah, like in my opinion, I think that was top of the top. Yeah, I mean, who knows? We could be not like even there yet with fire force. Like it could be coming up in the next four episodes. Like we, Oh yeah. I'm not turning that down. I'm just saying it, they need something like that. And I'll be like, Oh yep. This is a banger. This is 100%. I think we already got that plus more. I think fire force is probably a better series only because of the characters sound design and the pacing of the, and the story is just, is better than Demon Slayer, in my opinion. Now the story I like, I do like in Demon Slayer a lot. So don't, don't take what I'm saying that Fire Force is better as me not liking Demon Slayer because Demon Slayer is legit great. Yeah, we're not saying that, bro. We like, don't think you're saying that. It's legit great, but I just think <laughs> Fire Force is, is, is better. Now when his movie come out though, the world may change, but who knows? We, we'll see. We shall That's see. True. You want to um, do a quick run through of uh, Dr. Stone and them coming across energy? What do you think that means? Oh, uh, they made turbines in a generator. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this episode with Dr. Stone um, in general, to me, was interesting because they got to uh, they made cotton candy with a yeah. uh, essentially it's like a, a spinning heated uh cylinder and yeah. then they wrap the sugar around it but they also use this to make um gold wire which allows them to conduct electricity as people already know when you have wiring to your home a lot of times that is actually like gold wire uh because it conducts electricity better than most other uh conductors right and um goes faster it's easier power everything like that so they're trying to get cell phones to create communication um, so they're trying to make a basic cell phone, the best, the best possible cell phone they yeah. need. Um, obviously, they only like circuit boards and stuff like that too. But this is the first step there. And as they pr- are on the the path to do this, essentially discussing, you know, how they're going to get past the the Kohaku girl. Not, is it? I mean, it's not Kohaku. Hokaku or something like that. Hokaku yeah. or something. I think it's yeah, Hokaku, that, but. The the new the new uh, ninja chick, Komura. That's Komura, her name. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, Komura. How they gonna get past Komura, the ninja chick, the Kunoichi? Um, <laughs> they are trying to figure out. Uh, they they drop off some some cotton candy to her, but also um, they or what's her name? Our boy Chrome and uh, Kasiki, the the muscle man. They basically go off and do their own thing for three whole days. They did not go to sleep for three days. Yeah, the craftsman and Chrome. They create a water generator, which is dope. Which is yeah, dope because it's limitless power. There's they're never gonna they're never gonna not have power from this. And then essentially, uh, they also have, you know, now that they connect, they have the gold wire. They can actually get power going to things, and instead of using pure manpower right. they can actually use electricity to force things to work and operate so now they've gone down a whole other path so this is the the, the world that uh i think sukasa fears most yep um because it's about to start taking off so uh, what do you think about the overall episode though episode's pretty good i mean not my favorite episode yeah, but same. it was it was nice um i think it had I think this episode overall had good pacing. It was better paced episode than most of the previous previous episodes, but it wasn't like my favorite, especially coming off the intensity we just had with Hyoga and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's what, and that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say like I I disagree. I think the pacing was off. I think this show's pacing is just off. It's like it's like 
Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's horrible. Yeah, it's like a, a weird, a weird, it's like the stock market. It's like this, it goes, it goes up with the pacing and it goes extremely well and it falls off a fucking cliff and it instantly goes back up, like up the steepest climb it ever has and then falls right back down. And I think them kind of repeating the, the, uh, the whole cotton candy aspect or, how many times uh Hyoga and Sukasa talked about, yeah, but we don't have the communication in this age, kind of like emphasizing the fact that communication is extremely important to us. Like we understand that they didn't need to keep like reiterating that over and over and over for the audience to understand that communication is extremely important. Why? And this is why uh, uh, Senku was, is doing cell phones above anything else first. You know what I mean? Like I, we didn't yeah. need that. And they did that. They did a lot of that. They do a lot of just talking in circles and going around in circles in this show that it kind of frustrates me a little bit. But when it finally gets to where it's going, it gets there with a bang and I like it. Like getting the generator made me happy. I am so looking forward to what's going to happen when they, while they have this generator and what they're going to build after. What'd you say? I was gonna say, have you been watching Sword Art Online? Talking about a bang? Yes, talk about a bang, bro. Uh, that last episode. Insane. <laughs> now that's something when you talk about a bang to me, that's a bang. You want to talk um, about animation too. Oof. Oof. Yes. Is you foldable so, on this one? What's going on that, here? That whole episode felt like, yeah, it felt like you fold like like it, it didn't feel like you foldable. It felt like somebody was like, hey, look, you foldable, we can do it too. Yeah. Um, we got we got it too, and um, the the dude with the fire arrows, um, <sighs> our girl with the light sword, um, even even the the like giant glitching out and and going crazy, mm-hmm. like when he hit the girl with the hammer, and you see boom, first her hands start to bleed, and then it just shock waves all the way down her body as the blood starts gushing. I'm just like, oh, yeah, it bra- it literally breaks, it shatters her arms. And then the shockwaves go down to her legs, break her ankles first, and then comes back up to her legs and kills her. Insane. I mean, for those SAO haters out there, y'all missing out on a gym. Everything, again, for some reason, Mike Check Waifu Waifu is big on sound design, but sound design-wise, incredible, man. Incredible. When When he was shooting those fire arrows and it was causing those explosions... Along with that animation, it was so perfect because it was it was explosion, shockwave, and then sound. It was it was amazing. I loved it. I loved every part of it. If you hate Sword Art Online, this is the season to get it over. <laughs> get over it. Get over it, dude. This is great. I've uh I've been watching every episode and with a smile on my face. Hey. Because I just love it. I, I can't wait to see what's gonna happen when Kirito and Asuna is even back in the show because the show is good without him right now. Like it's really good without him. It would it be better though. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if it would be better. You don't think so? I mean, I don't it, know. It kind of like it'd be fine, right? Here's the thing: is that we already know that with the administrator gone, yeah, Kirito is the strongest thing in this. Mm-hmm. So right now. The only thing we know that's super strong is uh, the Emperor Alice. We forget about that Emperor that just came into the game. Yeah, I mean him too, but like <laughs> Alice surpassed everyone else of, other than Knight. So on the good side, Alice is the strongest. On the bad side, they got the Emperor. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't know the limits of, of the Emperor's power, but we know that he's not as strong as the Administrator. True. So that that's the only gripe I have now is that we know how strong Kirito is so when he comes up I think and this is just me predicting things because I don't even know if they have a manga for this uh, I think that what's going to happen is that he's going to kill somebody who is super strong or he's going to kill all the knights except for Alice Oof. and gain all of their memories and power Oof. and, and he's going to be on par with Kirito and Alice is gonna have to help Kirito smite this dude. Literally smite him. Damn. Damn. So I mean, Asuna is coming into it though. Oh, you know what? I if forgot Asuna. You, you forgot gonna about be there. that part. Yeah. So I she's coming. Asuna's gonna be there. She's gonna be there. Yeah, she's making her way in the game, as we yeah, saw a couple Asuna episodes ago. Putting in that work. Ooh. Absolutely. She's a goat, man. She's one of the goat swordsmen out there. 
I don't know. I love it. I think yeah, this, this is going to be crazy. I think this is a, a great season of sword art. Um, man, let's uh let's take a quick break. Come back with our my hero talk. I think our my hero talk is probably going to be shorter than it has in previous uh, episodes. But this is the part where we spoil my hero. We're gonna take a quick break, play a nice little song for you, um, and and come back with a little my hero talk. She all soon. Mic check, waifu, waifu. <laughs> uh, we're back to give you uh, our thoughts and impressions of the latest episode <clears throat> of uh, our talked about, our most talked about mong- uh, uh, show. Um, My Hero Academia. Episode five, right? Yeah. I'm going to just go come right out the gate and say this wasn't my favorite episode. Um, It, it kind of was like just okay like it's like kind of it kind of made me shoulder shrug like eh, whatever you know and I think I think the best part about the episode besides the red riot point where he went like bulldoze or whatever the fuck that was which was incredible yeah. by the way <clears throat> the only the only other good part about the episode was the very very end after the credits there was an after credit scene I don't know if you saw it I saw it yeah that was probably the other the other best part because it makes me look forward to the next episode. So, um that table talk I uh I I kinda like hurried up and got to that part. I skipped all the outro normally I, I watched it, stuff like that. Yeah. But uh no, nah, I skipped straight to that because I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And 
you you gotta understand that for a manga reader and for this to be my favorite part of like the manga i can't wait i'm so hyped (laughs) this is about to be so good but we in it right now bro what you think about the episode right now oh man i actually um i enjoyed it i knew it was coming i knew red riot was gonna do his thing um i knew I wanted him to go all out and I wanted him to go to the next level. I felt like it was great animated. Uh, yeah, it was. Because it, it, look, it looked so much better than what the manga had, even though they basically the manga page for page. But it just looked so much better. It felt intense. It felt like yeah. he deserved that moment to shine because like everyone's getting their shine on. Like right. even, I think his name is like Kazuya or something like that, the electric dude. Everybody's getting a shine on except for our Red Riot. Right. So he get a chance to shine. Um, I would like to see Tenya shine a little bit too. But you know, uh, Red Riot got his. We cool. It started off with uh, people shining though. Like you know, Uraka like a little, and, uh, what's yeah, they get mentioned on on the news. You know, mm-hmm. and you know we get to see Bakugo Saudi. <laughs> like that should be me. Uh, no, his name is Denki Kam- Kaminari. But yeah, like. Everybody deserve a little bit of shine, and I enjoyed seeing Red Riot shine. The rest of the episode really was kind of slow. Um, yeah, it really was. Uh, I do like Fat Gum though. Fat Gum is dope. <laughs> yeah, he is actually one of my uh, one of my more favorite the uh, the heroes. Dope. But yeah, Fat Gum. Fat Gum was dope. Um, but I also, I mean, we got to see the the League of Villains and uh, Overhaul sit down and talk. Yeah. Which is a very interesting conversation, but I feel like the conversation didn't go nowhere because he's like, oh, threat this, threat that. And then, uh, but I really want to find out about this. And he shows the bullet and then basically it goes into the overhaul monologue of him talking about, yeah, I already got my seed sold into this town with the drug and that mm-hmm. bullet. So, yeah. And that was just kind of like some plot stuff just so they can explain, just so more people can find out what's actually going on with this bullet and this drug, which I think was stupid, by the way, I, I didn't, I didn't, because Overhaul feels like such a, such a smarter villain than that to do something like that to like give it to some low level gangs out there, for them to just expose exactly what it is. Because I mean, obviously the heroes is gonna put two and two together and see, okay, this is some bigger shit. Now that we know this is some bigger shit, we know what to look out for now. Like I, that kind of. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way, I guess, because overall it's smarter than that. Like, and I feel like a stupid move. Now, what uh, I think what they were doing though, and this is like how they they phrased it, is that because I don't know if you you don't read the spinoff at all. I'm assuming, but uh-huh. like in the spinoff, they have the drug where people get overpowered, right? Like yeah. how how we saw there, but <clears throat> here they talked about how like in America they have a drug that'll you know, power you up, but it only works for a short amount of time. And here we know overhaul hates quirks. He does not like quirks. So he's been working on something to eliminate quirks. And I think, uh, because they don't really say it anywhere, but the best way for him to test it is for him to get the, the word out there for it, I guess. Now I agree though, you know, he's supposed to be like a smart mastermind. Yeah. clues ahead and there's better ways to test it. But if he tests it himself, it draws more attention to him. So he has to do it through low-level groups, or else risk drawing attention to himself, where he's already they like the the heroes know he's in the crime. Mm-hmm. But if they don't mess with him because he can't be caught doing any crime. But you as know? you but as you can see, like it's clear that they're gonna already know that it's him when they sit at that big table the next episode, when they talk about this is what's happening and Night Eye bring everybody together and tell them the situation. Because I, mean, I don't, honestly, I don't even think they know what, what Overhaul's quirk is. You said what? You got cut off. I don't, I don't even think the heroes know what Overhaul's quirk is. Though. The quirk is fine though. I'm talking about the drug and the, the bullets. Like, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like, they, they don't, I don't think the only way they could connect anything to Overhaul is through his quirk. Well, when it comes to the bullets, though, the bullets is simply taking away corks. So when they figured yeah. out that he had something to do with that, like. 
that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. And he no. basically gave him a sh- like, hey, here, here I am. A reason to come check him out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see because they did say that they're going to talk about their, uh, their collaboration with Night Eyes uh, to go after yeah. him, obviously. Yeah. So obviously we know that they're going to, they're going to focus in on him. Mm-hmm. It's just more or less about like how they focus in, who they send in. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. This, this episode was kind of like it pushed the plot forward slightly. It just gave it would. I think they just wanted to show the audience that, Hey, look, let's let our heroes figure it out. Is more to it to overhaul than, you know, than mm-hmm. we thought. Which was it was kind of boring to me, to be honest. Like most, yeah. I mean, obviously not the best episode. Yeah, so kind of the weakest one so far of the season, unfortunately. But I still like it though. Still good. Still better than Demon Slayer. (laughs) This episode specifically? No, no, God, no. This episode was like episode four Demon Slayer or something like that, or nine or seven. Or anything before the house yeah, I, fights. I was gonna say episode nine is I think when they, when they got to the house and started popping off. Yeah, no, it was like no, that was ten because that's when we started this podcast. <laughs> that's right, when stuff yeah. started popping off. But yeah, overall it was okay. Um, and I just I guess that's really it <laughs> for the My Hero talk this week. But man, we hope you enjoyed this episode of My Check Waifu Waifu. I think next week. We should do this the same review, but with erased. I'm gonna go ahead and try to watch erased, and uh, and we can review that too. You down with that? No, I don't. I don't know. Like, if you just started loving me or something, <laughs> but you like trying to sit down and watch like all the anime. I've yeah. been telling people to sit down and watch like yeah. erased. Is oh my god. Because a lot of people about been to have a whole new top five by the end of the year. Yeah, that's the goal, <laughs> it's man. Give you a whole new top five. That's the goal of the show, bro. So uh, we're going to review Erase next week. So if you haven't watched Erase, watch it and then uh, share your thoughts of it, you know, in a review with us. And then we'll read it on the show, maybe. Um, and go from there. So I'm about, to, I'm about to try and get Monique to binge it with me. Please do. Please do. And we're going to put a Facebook post up. So if you're not in our Facebook, go to Facebook.com slash groups slash my check waifu waifu and join the Facebook group. Um we're going to put up a probably a thread. We're going to have you drop your reviews of Erased in that thread. Um, we could basically call it like a watch along or something like that. Or, or a book club where we, you know, talk about a show that we, we watch during the week. I think that's a good idea. So other than that, thank you guys so much for, uh, for listening to this podcast. We truly appreciate you. The listeners have been sh- has shot up recently and we are so grateful for, to that. Yeah. So thankful. Make sure you check out the link tree link in the show notes for all things my check waifu waifu, including the merch shop where you can get these hats, his shirt, and more more shirts. Actually, we need to. I actually got to put up another shirt. It's gonna be up by the time this show goes live. So we just put up a new shirt. <laughs> so check that out hey. too. Um, and with that, that's a wrap. Episode LeBron of my check waifu waifu episode twenty three. We out. <laughs> my check one two one two my sweet wife is that you